0: Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video and sometimes even audio interviews. With best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can find Author Magazine at authormagazine.org. And, uh, well, we're funded by the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. They have a great writers' conference every year. This year, uh, for the first time in a while, it's being moved to September. Usually it's in the middle of the summer. Not anymore. It's going to be in the beginning of September. Uh, and the uh, in addition to a great conference, they have a contest every year writing contest, something like 14 different categories uh, memoir poetry short story short memoir nonfiction screenplay you name it you got it all and uh, it's a great contest often the winners uh, get a lot of attention from the agents and editors who attend that conference so it uh, I think there's four weeks left to submit your your piece to the contest I highly recommend you do so you can only submit 25 pages, I think, so if if you have a whole novel, you don't have to have the whole thing, just the beginning. Uh, It's a great opportunity. I'm actually one of the judges on it, believe it or not. Yes, I am. Uh, And you can do that at uh, pnwa.org. That's where you'll find it. I want to thank the lovely people of the Oregon Writers' Colony. They had me down there in Portland uh, this past weekend, and it was a great event. And uh, Great turnout. We talked all about fearless writing. Thank you very much. It was awesome. I'm going to be doing uh, another half-day fearless writing workshop at Right on the River, sort of a mini-conference of sorts out there in Wenatchee, Washington, on uh, February 24th, Saturday, February 24th. I'm doing the morning. I'm going to do fearless writing. And then Nick O'Connell is going to do some craft stuff in the afternoon, and and, uh, I will be critiquing some people's work giving a little one-on-one feedback. I think there's still slots available for the Right on the river of fearless writing. You can check that out at um, at well on my website williamkenauer.com. I've got it there under things I'm going to be doing. Also, I should say if you're going to if you're interested, uh, speaking of the PNWA, I will be teaching a personal essay class, a 5-week personal essay class starting March 3rd, Saturday, every Saturday morning for 5 weeks. Uh, I love the personal essay; it's sort of my forte. So, if you want to sign up for that, and can go to pnwaa.org. They've got the class listed there. Okay. Well, we've waited long enough. We got to get our guest on, and I'm so glad. I'm so thrilled to have her on this show because because it means she's got a novel out. I know it's something she's been waiting for for a while. Uh, if you live in the Northwest, you probably know Anna Quinn, and if you don't, you should. Anna is a writer, teacher, and the owner of the Fabulous, and I can't stress this enough, the Fabulous Writers' Workshop and Imprint Books in Port Townsend, Washington. Uh, She has 30 years of experience teaching and leading writing workshops across the country. Her writing has appeared in literary journals, including Literature Circles in Response, Practical Aspects of Authentic Assessment, Instructor, Tidepools, Is Literary Magazine, Manifestation, Lit Fest Anthology 2016, and Washington 129 Anthology. But like I said, her novel, Night Child... Just out last week, and she's hitting the road promoting it. But she stopped, took a breath, and joined me on my show. So let's get her on here. Anna, welcome to the show.
1: Bill, hi Bill, <laughs> thank you.
0: How you doing?
1: That was a great intro. Well, thank you.
0: Thank you. You deserve it. You deserve a full-throated intro, Anna. Uh, oh, you have you. been a great supporter. I know you're a teacher, and I know you write, and you're just a writer, not just but you're a writer yourself, but you've been a great supporter of writers through your fabulous i don't know what you call it it's a bookstore, but more than that really the writers' workshop Will you, yeah. before we get to your book, which I really want to get just tell us let the let the listeners know a bit about the writers' workshop. it's a great little it's becoming an institution there in Port Townsend.
1: Well, um, yeah, we actually started with the writer's workshop before we had the bookstore, and it's, um, yep. we've had it for 12 years now, which is really amazing. Wow. Yeah, wow. we just uh, figured that out ourselves. And um, it started as a, just a tiny little table in a room um, <laughs> in an old building in Port Townsend, and then um, it was a way to kind of bring writers together and um Just learn the art and the craft, and it just slowly has grown over time. And um, two years ago, we merged with the imprint bookstore, and so now we're a writers resource center and and a general bookstore, and it's a fabulous combination.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a great Uh, spot. I've taught a few classes there. I've given some talks there. I love it. And I I love the story because you know, I think I said this at one of the talks I gave there, but it reminds me of just sort of the creative process, which is. You start with just this little germ of a thing. You don't know what the plan mm-hmm. is. You just know you want people together, just like you know you've got this character and she wants to talk to you, and you don't know yeah. what's going to become of it. And next thing you right. know, you've got a bookstore, and you've got Lydia Yuknovich coming up for conference for you know workshops and. <laughs> who knew but yep. that, but it just starts with just a, the sometimes the simplest of ideas and it grows anyway yeah
1: yeah yeah it did it's a beautiful it thing. it started truly with um, i needed a, a, a group i just finished the first one of the first drafts of the night child um which at what? the time was called which it was called really? split
0: <laughs> yeah oh, i'm mean, wow. I mean, very this goes rough. back
1: that far yeah, well, and it was kind of—I I don't know if you read—but transformation, I kind did. of change from yeah, yeah. memoir to novel. So it's a—it's a little blurry there when it all, um, how it all kind of morphed together. But it was time I felt like to take it to a group, and I just moved to Port Townsend, and um, it was very difficult to find a writing group. And though there are lots oh. of writers here, but they were—I think people were established and they had it going on. So I put a little ad in the paper, and. Um, the response was phenomenal, and it was maybe over 100 people. And everybody was what? looking for a group, and I thought, well, what? maybe I'll just kind of do, be like a little matchmaker and put people in, you know, help people find their groups, and that's how it started. And, wow. um, and it just kind of took off from there. But it was, there was a need, and so uh, we just kind of went with it.
0: That's awesome. And, it's, and been, how...
1: it's been fantastic.
0: And how interesting that that little business... That little mm-hmm. labor of love uh has also is tracks the the um development of this story which actually i did not know sometimes people send me a lot of press information which i usually ignore <laughs> i do <laughs> i just read the book and then and say i know anna or whoever i don't i just i just don't usually read press information so i did not yeah. know it started as a memoir uh it's a, by the way i should tell our, our listeners Nightchild, a very compelling story and uh it's a bit of a page turner, which you might not have suspected when you first pick it up, but it kinda is. It's a bit of a mystery, really, Anna. You've done something interesting there, I must say. We can't I don't want to give stuff away, so we can't talk about it too much.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: um but there's a lot of you do some very interesting things and it's kind of I couldn't quite put it down, honestly. So uh oh,
1: thank you. you. Thank um you.
0: but You know, I as I was getting ready for this interview, what I kept hearing in my head, and I didn't know all this was. I bet this has been a long time coming. This feels like this has been Mm -hmm. a long time coming, and it has been, hasn't it?
1: It has been. It it, yeah, it has been. I mean, if you count the memoir aspect of it, sure, and I do, do. and I I do, yeah, and. That the memoir I I began working on my memoir Really for my own personal exploration It was not with the intent to publish it I knew I had work to do Around my own trauma And um, But after a decade or so I felt like my story That I'd been telling myself Was becoming kind of Worn and weary And I was going around and around in circles And I felt like I was really missing Something I, I was I was kind of stuck, and I felt, I don't want to say like I failed with the memoir, but I felt like I needed to breathe some new life into it, and so when, as I, teacher, writing te- facilitator, when people get stuck, I often tell them to experiment with form. And so yeah. that's when I began, um, I just put the memoir completely away, and I began taking my themes that I was interested in and cared about. Um, I took them into poetry, and that was yeah. a phenomenal experience, and still is, because I think I, my brain really works in fragments, and poetry uh. was... Ah, oh, it was this window after window after window opening up. All right. And then um I began to play with fiction and fiction was where it all happened. It just yeah. it was just a a fire hose of imagery and um and then that's how the night child was born and it's a very different well, it's a different story than my memoir in the sense that um, it it it's, uh, it has the themes are there that I experienced, but the events and the characters are different, and right. um, so that that offered me some pretty incredible point of views.
0: You know, it's an interesting thing the relation. I tell a lot of my clients and students that all. Memoir is fiction, and all fiction is memoir. That the that mm-hmm. the two have a lot right. of a blend, but I, I think you do have to know which you want to do. I tend to I realize I've turned. I prefer kind of the personal essay memoir for myself. Mm-hmm. But you have mm-hmm. to be able to. Um, you have to be able to do what you did with the novel, which is you can't. The, I, what I always tell my clients is, if you're writing memoir or personal essay, the person on the page can't be you. You have to understand she isn't you, that you're you and she's a character. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to make her literally a fictional character to be able to do that. Because even if mm-hmm. she went through everything you went through, you can't identify with her. You have to be the author, not the, the one suffering. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I feel like, I mean, that is what happened with the night child, too. And I think the POV that I used allowed me to be her, but not her. Right. And, um, we can
0: go into her feel. You can feel her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. you still have to you, the, the 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 metaphor I think of is like as this, as the author of the book, you have to love every scene because every scene is necessary to tell the story, but if, but in your life, you rarely love what, what's happening to you in this, while the trauma, for instance, is happening. no one loves mm-hmm. the trauma, but as an author, mm-hmm. you kind of have to love the trauma because it allows the story to happen. you can't reject it, you have to accept it. does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I don't. I for yeah, for me, I was following it. I was just watching it unfold in front of me, and um, I'm not sure. I would say I loved certain aspects of it, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, and they were they were as as painful to write in either form that I used. However, um, they did give me. Uh, a different sense of um empathy and compassion yeah. that I wasn't able to reach in the memoir. And I you know, it sometimes it's easier to um, help and guide your best friend more than yourself. You know, you can tell right. them things that you can don't always work for yourself. And so in that sense, um, watching some them go through that and have to navigate You know, some difficult, difficult things was just um, really, really opened my heart to um, anyone that survived something like that.
0: I love that. What you can say to your best friend, you can't, because that's that's a great analogy of Mm -hmm. of the care like your best friend. That's good. I hadn't heard that before. I like that. I like Mm. it, Anna. It's good. It's good stuff. Okay, (laughs) so, all right, so it's a tough book to write, took a long time to write uh when did it become when did you decide first of all i want to say i think the poetry aspect was great too i always i wrote poetry kind of was the first where i really learned how to write and Mm -hmm. once i started doing memoirish type things i realized poems are really like memoirs in a way it's like or they the poet does the same thing that the memoirist or the essayist does i feel it's the same but it's just in a different structure but they're just saying here's life look at it But, but the poet doesn't have to have a whole goddamn story to figure out just look at this one moment (laughs) or they're they're able to carry
1: a a whole story in a couple words right right you know i think that's really the art of poetry to be able to do something like that to be able to choose and feel and bring out the the details that evoke worlds of emotion you know in three lines and with white space yeah so um, yeah it's it's a, a phenomenal art
0: And I was grateful
1: in the book, too, that um, the editors allowed me to use white space differently. They allowed the repetition of certain phrases and words. You know, they weren't so traditional that they cut out what I felt carried the momentum of the story, and part of that was the poetry. So I was really grateful to them for just not messing with that at all.
0: That's cool. So so you were happy with your publisher?
1: I just think they're... The best i you know I went right. into it. Uh, you know we hear all so many horror stories now and and yeah. the publishing business has really changed and um, yeah. so I was kind of braced for it, but uh, you know I feel like they I was involved in every aspect of of the process, and they asked me that Katie English, who designed the cover, wanted my vision, and i we talked about it you know on the phone and in writing and and then she sent. I, I told her what I saw in my head, you know, and um, right. and she sent me back examples that were exactly how I envisioned it. And wow. um, for the audio wow. tape, That's... they had me listen to, to the auditions and choose who I thought would be the best person for the tape. And um, they were so incredibly respectful. I just, I, I just That's think Blackstone is, is is fabulous. Have mm-hmm. yeah. not heard the, of important.
0: publishers? Looking for that much feedback on covers from their authors before the thing is done—that's—that mm-hmm. seems unusual to me. Well, and yeah. you must have come to the publishing end for, as a as a bookseller, or even though you're newer to it, you're still involved in selling books. That must have—did um, that inform your experience of selling this book to publishers?
1: Well, I learned a lot owning the bookstore. I learned a lot. We have a I'll lot bet. of visiting authors, you know, every single yeah. day. And, of course, I asked them all the questions <laughs> that seemed appropriate, yeah. you know, while they are browsing. But um, I learned a lot, and I learned good yeah. questions to ask, you know, and when looking for a publisher. And I learned how to stand up for my book. And, um, and I'm really glad that I... Uh, had a had an agent and trusted the agent because I think he was it, my agent is Gordon Warnock, and he's a Fuse literary, but he yeah. um there were times when we would get you know bites or t- some offers or whatever happened, and I would say, Take it, take it, and he would say, No, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> oh really the book deserves oh, more he and and he said, remember that's why you have an agent <laughs> I'm here <laughs> to help you not be impulsive.' and um wow. and i'm so grateful because he was able to get such a you know fantastic contract and I, yeah. I i really learned that you have to it's hard for me to trust and i had to trust him yeah. and i had to trust the publisher and it really in this situation paid off
0: so, yeah i was yeah. talking to you know you probably talked to some you you, you, you do a lot of teaching so probably people ask you i'm sure you get the question about the difference between you know independent publishing and traditional publishing and so on and mm-hmm. i was talking to a writer uh this weekend who has had tremendous success as an independently published like romance writer but and she was from the mm-hmm. it world and so she was all into the sort of technological aspect of it and she just mm-hmm. took one look at the publishing world and said no way this makes no sense i'm just doing it on my own and she's you know taken mm-hmm. off and she was explaining it to me and i said there is no way on god's green earth i want to do all that i mm-hmm. so me want either. someone yeah. just to work <laughs> i just want to write and i'll publicize it in my way but i so want mm-hmm. to work with people but you got to know how yeah. you are you got to know yeah. which you prefer and clearly you prefer yes. you know, like me i guess yeah because the, the publishing
1: the part of it um it's such a business and it can be such a racket it and it's it's really intense, and just the, the part that I do have to do um, is a, a mo- enough and more than I want to, and I feel that I, I'm craving my writing time back. And um, Yeah. But you have to know your skill base for sure if you're good at it. I mean, there are people that are really great at publicizing and marketing and all the different the contracts and everything. They're good at that, and it's so not my Yeah. Yeah. thing or how i want to spend my time but you know that's you're right you have to know what you're good at and what you're willing to do
0: yeah you got to do i i have a thing in fearless writing where i talk about my, my book fearless writing where I talk about fearless marketing and i and i've talked to a lot of different writers you know from john green to andre debuse to deb colletti and they all come at it differently you know they all have different mm-hmm. approaches to how they market and mm-hmm. each approach matches who they are you know kind of what mm-hmm. their strengths and weaknesses are what their interests are because some of them just don't do anything like I'm, i think it's all mm-hmm. baloney you know i don't think it helps at all And so mm-hmm. other people love to do t- book tours and some do twitter some do facebook so everybody yeah you have to match yeah. it to yourself well that's good good so you you you're so you're but you're but you like your publisher that's so important because it's really a collaborative effort at that point you know once you bring mm-hmm. them on board and so that's yep. awesome and uh, you know there's something about your first book. I mean you're sitting there you're selling books, you're looking at books, you've been published obviously in a lot of publications and that's that's it's great to see your work in print. It's uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's always a little disorienting when it becomes something that was on your computer screen becomes you know or on your desk. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, is it are do you feel is it a gratifying experience having that book finally all together on your bookshelf next to all your favorite authors? Your book does that does it resonate or just seem unreal to you?
1: It still seems a bit unreal, and yeah. um I know i need to, i i want to have some time when things calm down to really take it all in, but um I look at the book I see the book in it in our bookstore now on the shelf, and um it still makes my eyes water and yeah. um Seeing, you know, having people buying it and um, signing books to people—it's—it's—it really is so dreamlike, and, um, and and I've been met with such a warm response because you never know, you know, how it's going to go, and um, yeah. for the most part, it's been really um, just so positive, and um, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it, I'm still taking it in. I'm, I, yeah. I like to touch it and hold it and you know see if it's really real. But <laughs> it's uh, real. And it's a be- and they, they did a beautiful job with all of that part. I like the size of it, but um, yeah. it's when someone comes up to the counter with my book, <laughs> it's just. Um, and, it, and do they know like that you're the one who wrote happened. it? Sometimes they'll say That's something. a
0: strange experience
1: being We've 12, had some weird situations where <laughs> I live pretty close to the bookstore so sometimes when it's not my day at the desk I'll run down in a sweatshirt or hoodie and the sunglasses and I'll run in and to get something done at the store and um right. there was a time last week when someone came up to the counter and they said to uh Peter, my husband, who was selling at the desk, um, with the book, and they go, do you know about anything about this book? Do you know about this author? I've heard things about it. Was just, no. It was really funny. He did a great job. Did he? Yeah, he sold it. She's, yeah. she's,
0: she's mysterious. She doesn't leave her house. Always, She's some kind of brilliant hermit. We know, that's all we know about her. She lives somewhere around here.
1: <laughs> and then there's people that think it's. Once when I was at the counter, someone came up with it and they said, "I just love this author." And I said, "Oh, have you read other books uh, really? And she said, "Oh yeah." And she started listing off all Anna Quinlan's titles.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Well. So that all right, was kind of funny. It.
1: I was I was tempted to leave it there, but I I I told her what was really going on, and she still got oh, it good. though. Did
0: she? She still so bought that was it.
1: Nice. Yes. Oh, she won't
0: be disappointed. She won't be disappointed. Uh, you know, it's a strange thing about yes. stuff we write is that uh, – mm-hmm. and I have to remind my students of this, my clients, is that uh, we don't uh, – the book, the story, once we publish a thing, it belongs to the reader, it's really not us anymore, not in the way it did when we were, you know, dreaming it. Uh, it yeah. It's theirs now. You know, not just yeah. that copy, but their version. It's, and you really, that takes some getting used to, Anna. I'm sure you had that experience but, with stuff you published in periodicals, but with the book, it's something yeah. else, you know. It's yeah, there. It, They're going to do wish with it. There
1: was, um, I, sorry. I I think that there. Um, that's why I'm so grateful for a writing tribe, because I I I wasn't prepared. I still don't think I'm very prepared for uh the loss of control of the book once yeah. it's out there in the reader's hands and it's fa- it's fascinating really for the most part hearing what people think or they um say about it or they're drawn to or they're wondering about are, are things i had i never intended or didn't That's expect right. yep and yep. i just it, it, i i my mouth sometimes is hanging open yep. and it's fascinating and um, and then if it's something that was completely not the intention that isn't positive, then that that's it's it's hard. It, I think the reviews and reading those have been probably my most challenging. Yeah, I, part of I so my I'm advice on reviews to do is that.
0: simply not to read them if you can. Yeah, I, I think it's. I'm trying to – Yeah, I I mean I told I, mean, I have read mine. You know, I'm not going to lie, but. I think you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and if you're going to let your your spirits be lifted every time when someone says this is just the book I needed, then you have to right. let them fall every time when someone says this is a piece of trash, you know, because exactly you're going to get both. You're going to get both. Yeah, um,
1: Yeah. And exactly. so it,
0: this is, yeah, now so that's you see this I'm is practicing. the thing. Yeah, you got to. This is, a big, this is a big part of the growing up as an author, I think, is the really letting it go and understanding that, mm-hmm. You, the, see, What I think belongs to you, the author, to what belongs mm-hmm. to Anna, is what Anna went through writing it. So whatever you – because you went through something no one else is going to go through, which is your experience of writing it and what you learned in telling that story, mm-hmm. what you learned in translating yeah. it. Because something changed in you, and that belongs completely to you, and you've changed because of it. And then you produce this right. thing, <laughs> this little square thing that has words mm-hmm. in it, and then that belongs to everybody else. And and it's tough because you. I've, I've got, totally had the experience of people saying about my stuff, oh, I love this or that, and I thought, no, you, you love it for the wrong reason. That's not, that's not why you're supposed to. You're supposed yeah. to love it. For, and then I no, I don't get to control that either. It's a big yeah. growing up, I yeah, think, it's, but it's the, tr- it it is, the reality it, of it.
1: Yeah. And it does teach you, you know, the, when I really can get grounded with all of it, um, it, te- it it has taught me to really stand by my story, and, yeah. and be there for my characters, and not, you know, and allow it to be other people's experience, and not take that in personally. So that's what I'm trying to yeah. work on for the most part. But then there are days, you know, when your shit shields down, and you've, you're <laughs> tired, and someone says something about it, and you're like, what? <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and that, but then you you know you you learn to tell yourself certain things and let it go, and it's just like with writing workshops. You know, when you're having a group, I was thinking that the other day when I was looking I, as a book store owner, I read hundreds of reviews a week, and I look right. at the ones that I really influence me, and they're usually ones that are um you know they're all fair and interesting, or they talk about different parts of the craft and the art, and the ones that are harsher and um you know, maybe mean, I, I, then I find in my – I feel myself immediately dismissing those because that is completely about the person doing the reviewing right. and not about my book at all. And it's the same thing in a writing workshop when we, you know, we set down the, how we're going to do it at the beginning that we will give respectful comments. We'll help the writer draw out the essence of their story. We are there for them. And when it becomes harsh, we know then it's no longer about the work on the table it's about no. the person that's giving the critique, and that needs to stop. You know, that needs to be yeah. <laughs> kicked out onto the sidewalk for a while. But um, yeah. no, it's, you do, you just kind of learn to take in what makes sense and leave the rest where it belongs. And, but it's, it's, it's work, for sure. It's a
0: great life lesson because, you know, I always say that um, the best advice for a writer is to not care what people think about your work. Like you, you have to forget yeah. when you're writing that other people are going to read it. You have to just go into the dream, and it's really the best uh, yeah. advice for a relationship too. Like the worst thing I can do, mm-hmm. and I have what I consider a very good relationship with my wife. I just I love the woman; she's my best friend. I've known her, but the worst thing I can do is think I know what she's thinking, and that's and, or mm-hmm. really care what she's thinking. And and I can't be honest when I start doing that. I start trying to head her off at the pass, or trying to say the right thing, and it never works. And if I can get out of her head. I can have a relationship with her. And mm-hmm. if I can get out of my reader's head, you know, I can write something they might actually might be of use to them. It just works for me. Everywhere. That's right. Get out of people's Get out yeah, of their because head. you
1: came in with something really unique to say. And I think, yeah. for me, one of the worst pieces of advice is to write to an audience. <laughs> because I, I feel can't. like, that for me, that is so paralyzing and such a slippery slope to try to pick choose people out of an audience that you're going to write to. Because it doesn't feel like an art <sighs> to me then. You know, it feels like I, I'm here to write what's coming through me on this page, what I care about passionately, how I want to say it. And to start um, constantly weighing what people might think or feel about it is, is a very um, quick way to losing yourself and your heart. Totally.
0: You know what I've mm-hmm. learned is I, I never thought of who my audience was, but now I can recognize them. I can walk down the street and say, oh, mm-hmm. I, bet, I bet that's one. No, yes, no, yes. I can, I've recognized what they, who they are, mm-hmm. but I didn't have yeah. any idea who they were when I started writing, but then I've learned who they are. And, uh, yeah. and you know, you'll do the same. You'll start you know, your people who that you never know. You'd be surprised. People you thought who would never sit with you at the lunch table in high school might be reading your book. You know, you just never know
1: who you I your am already very people. surprised. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. have been very surprised by people that I cool. thought, oh, they, this will not be their cup of tea, and then they'll write yeah. me this beautiful email. And I, just, I would, in a million years, I would not have thought that person would have connected to the book. And um, pretty it's cool, fascinating. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's really it's cool. Great. Yeah.
0: It's, a great yeah. part of being a, it's a great part of being an author. It really makes it worth it. The worst thing you can do is think about your reader, but I think writing for, with the concept that another human being is going to read your book is more, yeah. to me, is more gratifying and connects me than just writing in my journal. I like writing in my journal. It's very helpful, mm-hmm. but something else kicks mm-hmm. in when I say, how can I translate this so some other person can get something out of it or it's just not in mm-hmm. code to me? Something changes in yeah, that. And then when yeah. someone else m- is moved by your work, I, you know, I remember I I'd, I'd published, my first book was called Write Within Yourself, and I would published a very small publisher, but right, I got out there, right, and I was out in Spokane, mm-hmm. and this woman came up to me after to have me sign her book, and she showed me a picture on her phone of a quote of mine up above her computer. And I thought, oh, this just floored me that something I had used, that I had written at my desk just mostly to make myself feel better was now mm-hmm. helping this woman five hundred miles away or whatever feel better when she yeah. wrote it just it still yeah. kind of gives me shivers, but that 's how it works yeah
1: right? I, yeah it should it is it 's a collaboration, and it feels good to have something come full circle that we 're all kind of exploring humanity together you know we 're not just circling around inside ourselves we're reaching out no. we're trying to talk back and forth to each other and make sense of things together that's yeah, right it's, it's a it's and, you it know it's interesting not writing for the audience. I think um, especially in the first and second draft, it, I, there are times ta- when I'm going through like the 44th draft <laughs> that I will uh. visualize <laughs> people like my imaginary <laughs> yeah, right. writers group around me, and <laughs> right. if I feel like oh this is this still feels really uptight, I'll imagine Lydia reading it and like what would what advice would Lydia give me about this piece? And it well, that's it does not bad. help or. I'll, that can yeah, help. so I'll envision different people giving me feedback, and I, I have uh, like so five people in my head that I'll go through. A pe- yes, That's and good. it helps you're a lot. You're channeling their know?
0: essence. That's excellent. Oh, I could talk yeah. to you for a long time, Anna, and I'll probably talk to you again because I'm going to come out to your store. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was fun. But,
0: but we're not done yet. I've got one more question for you, and if you listen to this show, okay. you know what it is, but I I'm going to ask it anyway. I want you to finish the sentence. Uh-oh. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what?
1: It's taught me to write without apology and to write wow. honestly.
0: I love it. Without apology. Amen. Amen. Now, people can learn about you. Is com? is that what the website is?
1: It's Anna M, M as in Margaret. Anna M. Oh, Anna yes. M.
0: Okay. Anna, Am. Anna, so Anna, the Anna. book is *The Night Child*. Available, available where all fine books are sold. Anna, are you going to be hitting the road? Can people? Do you have the list of upcoming events on your website? If people want to come check you out. Yes,
1: it, it, it's, it's on the website. Yeah, I would that's love excellent. to see everybody. Yeah, Anna, so
0: congratulations! Fine. It's an awesome book. Thank it's a great you. Great read. It'll keep you up at night, people, Thank but it's you. worth it. All right, yeah, take it amazing. easy.
1: All right, thanks, Bill. Bye.
0: Bye, bye. Right without apology, people. She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. Never apologize. I'll be talking to novelist Katherine Coulter next week. Until then, go do something you love unapologetically.